Fort Worth. Welcome to the spirit world. Answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with religious demonologist Adam Bly. We are the co-hosts of this live call-in show. We hope you join us. We're going to give you the number. We're going to move quickly through the calls because we do have a lot of comments and questions that come in to the spirit world. So I'm going to give you the numbers. You can start dialing 877 877- seven five seven nine four two four but today adam we are speaking about divine mercy because we're coming up on divine mercy sunday at jesus we trust in you and we're going to talk all about divine mercy but we always begin adam with the saint michael prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so um, Adam, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into the understanding of divine mercy, what it means, uh, so that we can start uh, utilizing all the messages of 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 uh, the um, the mercy messages, if you will, um, in our spiritual lives. Very important. So we really uh, want to dive deeply. Uh, I do have to tell you, though, Adam, we already have phone calls coming in. So we're going to do a very short catechesis. We're going to go to the phones because, dear listeners, we do uh, listen to you and we incorporate uh, the things that you share right away. You expressed um, to us that you want us to get to the calls, answer the calls, and um, do a little a shortened catechesis. So with that, Adam, uh, let's go very fast, very deep into the divine mercy messages. Okay. So first off, it's important to know because it's floating around for some people, they, they'll come across as old information. Divine mercy is not banned. It was temporarily banned from 1959 to 1978 based on a faulty translation from Polish to Italian that was then corrected and then the ban was removed by the Pope. Okay, secondly, it's super exciting, Deb. Tomorrow we have a, an opportunity for a plenary indulgence. So all of our Catholic listeners, uh, this is a great opportunity. Get to confession either before or after Mass tomorrow. And this you could also do vigil tonight and then receive communion. That's going to lead to a plenary indulgence that the church grants for that, which means uh, the removal of all the penalties associated with sin, the temporal component of sin, that time in purgatory. So that's that's really important. Now, we're going to run through this quickly. We want to remember that divine mercy is in a historical context, and there's a beautiful historical arc to history that God is active in. And JP2, John Paul II, talked about this, that divine mercy is an extension of Fatima. Now, remember, World War I, 1914 to 1918, 
Fatima happened at 1917. The war is coming to a close. Mary says the world needs to straighten up and repent or yet another war would come. And it did in 1939. But what did God do? There was a beautiful intercession. In 1931, okay, before World War II came, Jesus comes to St. Faustina, gives her the message about the image of divine mercy, and that it would be one of the vehicles of grace coming into the world, particularly related to mercy. Because World War II, if we look at the arc of history, was a chastisement that God was allowing. And so he gave us the mercy first to bear us through the chastisement, but probably more for the history after that war, because that's when it became globally known. Okay, so he gives Sister this message before World War II starts. Then in 1938, she dies. Almost exactly a year later, World War II starts, so she doesn't see the war, but she plants the Mm -hmm. seed of divine Mm -hmm. mercy for the world before the war starts. She doesn't see the war happening. Okay. Side note that's kind of fun, Deb, and it calls back to Rhoda Wise that we talked about in a previous show. When she would be receiving these visitations from Jesus, light would stream from under the door of her room in the convent that the other nuns would see that was brighter than any lamp they could imagine in the world. And we've seen this also with Rhoda Wise, and that was recorded in photographs by the people at the time, Rhoda Wise in Canton, Ohio, in the United States, and her cause is is in process. Okay. So... In diary entry 1732 specifically, Jesus talks about a spark ignited in Poland to prepare the world for the final coming of Jesus. And so this is this is getting into, remember, private revelation. This is not fixed fact that we have to believe. But what she received from him is that it was to prepare the world for his final coming. And in diary entry 83, he says, before he comes as the just judge to judge the world at the final judgment, he comes as the king of mercy. So it's a reference to that mercy coming first. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, he says, before the day of justice, when he comes as the judge, all the lights in heaven are extinguished. Darkness falls across the world, and the cross is seen in the sky with light streaming from the wounds of Christ on the cross that will illuminate the world for a short time. So we see a bunch of references to very apocalyptic imagery. Okay, now, the second critical thing, how do we engage in divine mercy? It has a few components. The feast day, which is tomorrow. Wow, opportunity. If you don't know about divine mercy, um, learn a little bit about it today. If you're Catholic, get to confession, get to mass. Wonderful. So there's a feast day once a year, the first Sunday after Easter. Okay, beautiful. Secondly, the image of divine mercy, which if you can get one, have it in your home. It's a wonderful sacramental. There are many miracles associated with that, Deb, that we don't have time to get into, but that have been recorded over time, many that are well-documented miracles of protection from difficulties, from, um, you know, even... Uh, gunfire against a house in one case. The Chaplet of Divine Mercy, which EWTN beautifully provides uh, recordings on YouTube of that chaplet being said if you want to learn it. The reference to the 3 p.m. hour of each day in, in remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross, that's part of the Divine Mercy devotion. And then there's a novena and a litany connected with it. Now, if people can make the pilgrimage at some point in their life, I would say uh, for myself, I went last year for Divine Mercy Sunday, I would say that it's worth it. Uh, I I thought it was wonderful. Now, a side note, Deb, and, and I know some people would be interested in this, we have used an image of the Divine Mercy in exorcisms for years now. And 
it has brought about, <clears throat> excuse me, it has brought about the trust in Jesus, specifically his mercy, for many of the possessed people that have been struggling with the self-condemnation that comes from the demons reminding them of their sins and that bondage that that brings. The divine mercy image, and particularly them touching it, has actually helped people be delivered from demons many times. And yesterday, just yesterday, we asked for St. Faustina's intercession with one of uh, the exorcisms, because we were doing them yesterday, and if the demons started thrashing in the chair in fear and started screaming and then was cast out. Later we asked for her intercession in a different exorcism, different person, and the demon actually said, you don't need to call her, she's been standing there praying this whole time. And so we, we had a lot of success yesterday in the exorcisms uh, specifically related to invoking St. Faustina and the Divine Mercy. Mm-hmm. You got any wow. thoughts on that, Deb? Well, I think it's pretty intense and I pretty amazing that uh, the image is, is brought in and there's is such a such a reaction. Um, anything more you want to say on that before we um, hit the pause button? Because, Adam, I think it's very important that, um, you know, our listeners, we we want to give the proper information to them. But you're in this exorcism ministry on a weekly basis. So tell us anything else about that, because I think it's important as we have these these same images in our in our homes. And so how powerful they are. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So the demonic doesn't like even the image of the divine mercy. Certainly they. They recoil from touching it um, that causes them great consternation but the, the important thing about it is what it does in the heart of the person so we don't want to treat the image like a magical kind of right. uh, object or something like that but what it invokes in us is a trust in Jesus and a trust specifically in his mercy so when we are forgiven we are supposed to let go of those sins because they have been covered over Jesus has forgiven them they are gone but if the devil can trick us into holding on to that guilt and self-condemnation that is as good mm-hmm. as a in being there because we are we are basically holding on to the devil so I would say not only have it in your home because it's a wonderful sacramental a lot of protection has come from it but hold it in your home have it in your home as a reminder of the divine mercy for your particular sins your particular journey that trust in Jesus that no matter what you've done or where you have been he is always drawing you to conversion. He is always drawing you to himself in loving mercy. He is not condemning. Um, as long as we repent, that's what is key. And that trust is part of what allows us to repent. Because sometimes we despair of that and we say, well, you know, I've, I've been so bad or I've done such bad things. You know, he won't forgive me or he couldn't forgive me. No, the love is there. It's inexhaustible. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hit the pause button, um, and uh, you hear that music. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, trusting Jesus more than what we're going through, right? we got to trust Jesus more. It's all about divine mercy today on the spirit world. Please join us. Join your fellow spirit world followers. They're on the line. Um, they're going to be co- uh, coming on air with us at 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. Please call us. We are live today speaking about divine mercy. We'll be right back.
Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue, you're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Some atheistic scientists claim we don't need God to explain the universe because science is sufficient to get the job done. But is this true? The answer is no, and here's the reason. Science could never negate the need for God because it can't give an exhaustive explanation of the universe. First, it relies on the inductive method in order to validate its hypotheses. As such, scientists can never be certain they've discovered every piece of data necessary to give a complete explanation. They must always be open to discovering something new that could alter their current theory. Furthermore, science presupposes an existing universe to observe and explain. Thus, it could never explain why the universe exists in the first place rather than not. Science has explanatory power, but not enough power to negate the need for God. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, Call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. We're talking all about Divine Mercy today, uh, coming up on Divine Mercy Sunday tomorrow. And we hope you join us. We do have one open phone line, 877-757-9424. Adam, I crack myself up. The older I get, it is so funny because I see all the phone lines lit up and I'm, I'm in pledge drive mode because uh, we, we're in the spring pledge drive. So I was, I was looking at the, um, the, this calls just stacking up and I'm, I'm thinking, this is great. We're going to get a lot of pledges. Well, no, we're actually a call in show. So it just cracks, it just cracks me up sometimes the way my brain works but last we just finished a catholic spirit radio um pledge drive and uh, right outside the chicago area beautiful pledge drive and and next week i have catholic radio network and we're broadcasting live in in that area uh, right now so so super excited uh, to be the host of your pledge drive but this is the spirit world so the um the uh Folks we see on the lines, they're calling to be on air with us to ask their questions, and so we will get to them in, in about 30 seconds. Adam, I just wanted to remind you about this. Uh, keep uh, we're, we're talking about the Divine Mercy messages coming up on Divine Mercy 
Mercy Sunday tomorrow, uh, St. Faustina and the and her diary, the diary of St. Faustina and the entries uh, that were made with her own reflections and also what her messages she received from Jesus himself. Uh, keep in mind, Adam, let's try to get to this a little bit in between calls about humility because in the diary of of saint faustina there's a lot about working on uh, a, ge- a genuine humility an authentic humility and and let me just share this real quickly on entry uh, uh 1092 uh page 408 if you if you've got the diary in front of you saint faustina says the the more uh, the more a soul humbles itself the greater the kindness with which the lord approaches it so we've got to do certain actions, certain things on our part. We've got to trust more. We've got to work on humility. We've really got to enter into that. And, it's, and it seems as though um, uh, the Lord really responds well to that. So keep that in mind so we can address that. Anything you want to say before we get to the phones? No, no, I, I think that's that's spot on, Deb, and, and that's another aspect that we see in the conversion of people moving towards freedom, uh, you know, from these demonic problems, is not only trust, but, but humility in the sense that they rely on Jesus and his guidance and his will as opposed to trying to find their own way out of it, because, um, you know, on our own, we basically, we're not going to succeed. We need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, we're going to get to the. You're going to get to your calls. We're going to move quickly. You may have a, a question about uh, Divine Mercy, the messages, um, Saint Faustina, anything like that. That's great. That is on topic. But you can also ask questions about angels or demons or anything in between. We'll try to answer that on 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 this show. If not, um, please. Um, we will uh, respond in a mailbag show. So we are making notes just to let you know if, if we're not going to be able to get into your comment or question on this particular show. So let's move to the phones. Dan is up first in Houston, Texas, and Dan is listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. So, Dan, welcome to the spirit world. Yes, uh, I've got a question. Uh, there are at least two people that uh, I've been sitting next to on several different occasions, and they begin talking to somebody that's not physically there. And there's giggling, and there's cursing, and I'm just sitting there. Now, as an amateur, I don't want to take, uh, give give an uh, exorcism a try, but what can I do besides praying? Well, Dan, okay. Um, I, I would need more information to really help you a whole lot with that. I can tell you in general, if people are talking to, to voices that they're hearing, the number one thing that needs to be ruled out is, is mental health issues. So, you know, I don't know in what context you're sitting next to them, if this is family members or somebody on a bus or strangers, but the first place to go uh, for anybody is to go to their doctor and, and talk about that because the great majority of the time it's going to be a brain issue or or a mental health issue. Secondly, if it is something spiritual, the fact that there's cursing going on is a clue that it's not something good. So I'm not saying that these people are possessed, but, you know, the the cursing going on is a clue that, that if there's a spiritual layer to this, it's not good. So really try to get them to see their doctor. They may be resistant to that depending on what's going on, if there's some psychosis going on. But that's the really the ethical thing you need to do first. Secondly, in terms of prayer, no, you should not attempt to do exorcisms on people. Um, you know, that that's 
if they're possessed, that's something that the church needs to do with the apostolic authority of the bishop behind it, uh, behind the priest exorcist that's praying. What you can do, Dan, what we can all do is pray for people, meaning, dear Jesus, please help this person with whatever's going on with them. And Jesus can help with healing the brain or spiritual problems. He can help with any of it. So it's always good to pray for people. I hope that helps. Sure. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dan, for calling in to the spirit world. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend, okay? Thanks. You okay. too. All righty. Thank you. Okay, that was Dan from Houston, Texas. He was our first caller. He did free up a phone line, so if you'd like to jump in, uh, now is the time to do it. Don't wait any longer. 877-757-9424. And if you receive a busy signal, that means we have full phone lines. Just keep calling back. As soon as a line becomes open, you can jump right in. Uh, Tim is right on top of things today. He is our call screener. Taylor uh, Van Est is our producer doing a fine job. Uh, please send us questions and comments, anything uh, that you want uh, to see on the spirit world. It's your show. We do it for you. Uh, you just send the e- uh, send your emails to TSW, that's the spirit world at grnonline.com. GRN stands for uh, Guadalupe Radio Network. That's who's producing this wonderful show and uh, is heard on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. So we're so grateful to everybody that's airing the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jump in on that open phone line, 877-757-9424, and you can ask your question. Okay, uh, we'll go back to the phones. Adam, are you good with that, or did you want to share any more about St. Faustina? Or Okay, you're good. All righty. All right, we're going to go to um, Judy. Judy's in Albany, New York, and uh, we're so excited to have Judy on air with us. Hello, Judy. Hi, good morning, Debbie. Uh, it's great talking with you. I met you over at Divine, Divine Mercy Shrine. Yes, definitely. I know. Oh. Thank you so much. It wasn't that. It was amazing. And um, Judy, real quickly, I want to just say this. Yeah, I'm, so gla- I'm so glad you're talking about um, the Stockbridge um, uh, Shrine and uh, in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. I want folks, please, uh, we love Father Chris Alar. He's amazing. Father Donald Calloway, the Marian Fathers. And, and that... Um, that place is like a little slice of heaven, especially when you just oh, go visit so there. It it is oh, Judy, right? It and is. it and it it seems the like the sound. The whole That's town, town where right? That famous uh, uh, Red Lion Inn is. It's very famous for vacations, winter and summers. Stockbridge, right. Massachusetts. What a blessing part of our country. Absolutely, but 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 everybody. Judy, right? But yeah. Judy, real quick, let me give the uh, website because yeah. I want others to see how beautiful um, this oh, this amazing yeah. place is. Okay, you just go to divinemercy.org. O R G. Divinemercy.org. Okay, Judy, take it away. What what would you like to ask? Um, when one visits, visits. Excuse me, I'm waking up. When one visits. Is there an indulgence that one can receive? Um, I'm not aware of an indulgence just for visiting the shrine. No, but there is an, there's a plenary indulgence for tomorrow that you can take advantage of by going to confession and then receiving communion. Oh. Now, and that's that's okay. church that's church wide. Now, if you can't get to a confessor today, you can actually go to confession within a reasonable number of days. Uh, you know, moving forward. So if you can't make that happen, go to mass, receive communion, and then get to confession within about eight days. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Judy, does that that sound good? Oh, oh yes, Debbie, that's great, that's great. And again, can I encourage everyone to come visit Debbie? You can tell them just how wonderful this part of the world is. Uh, we are so blessed in our country, I know, but this part of the country seems to have an extra blessing. Please mm-hmm. come visit us. You can fly in and out of Albany. That was easy, wasn't it, Debbie? In and out of Albany Airport. It, it was, and let me share with Adam. Great. Adam, uh, Jerry, and I—we mm-hmm. had a wonderful stand tall uh, um, pilgrimage um, and retreat, where we went to the North American Martyrs in Orysville. Um, New York, the shrine there. And then, of course, we went over to Stockbridge um, and and took in as much divine mercy messages that we could with the relics and everything there. So we were so grateful to have that Stand Tall retreat. Hopefully we'll do it again. Maybe, Adam, you can join us because it's not too far away from you. So that's wonderful. Judy, thank you so much. You are a beautiful, oh, you're a beautiful you, soul. Thank you. Always thank a pleasure. You. Okay. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend, okay? You also. Thank you. That was wonderful. That was Judy from Albany, New York, and she lives right near the Orysville uh, Shrine. Have you been there to the North American Martyrs? No, not yet. I hope to. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. We want to go back. We we called it the... Um, uh, beautiful stand tall uh, retreat um, that we did and, and hopefully maybe we can do that again and go back to Stockbridge uh, that would be perfect so tell us what you think if you want us to do a retreat or a pilgrimage like that uh, let us know so um, very very important um, that we, uh, we we do what you want us to do dear listeners okay 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. I just want to make sure we're not going to hit that pause button in a minute. We actually are in a little bit, so let me um, let's get started. Actually, Adam, if that's okay, Marilyn has been waiting patiently in Houston, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio Network. And Marilyn, uh, I just wanted to let you know we're going to get started with you, greet you, uh, say hello to you. You can ask your question, but then we're going to hit the pause button. So welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Marilyn. Happy Easter. Thank you. Happy Easter. My question is, I believe that it was St. Teresa, the little flower, who mentioned that Jesus gives justice or mercy. And it sounds like he said it is our choice which one we choose. And so I was wondering, I had an experience where it was like, a dream, but it said, do you choose my mercy? Or, or if you don't choose my mercy, you will choose my justice. And I remember in the dream, I said, well, where is the end of your divine mercy? So where is the end of divine mercy? Okay, so Marilyn, couple things. You hear the music. Um, please turn down your radio um, because you, you're, that's why you're hearing yourself twice. Um, and when we come back, Adam will address uh, your question. You hear the music, folks. That means we're going to hit the pause button. We do have an open phone line for you at 877-757-9424. We're talking about St. Faustina, the Divine Mercy messages, so powerful, the Diary of St. Faustina. We're talking about Jesus and Jesus, we trust in you. Please, folks, you got to stay with us. We'll be right back.
Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. As moms and dads, we're pulled in many directions. Our world is frantic and sometimes chaotic. We parents need to take a pause. Take some time away to become more intentional in our Catholic family life. We suggest a tool that we call the Family Board Meeting. This meeting's a time for you and your spouse to affirm each other in your giftedness, cast a vision framing what you want your family to look like, and then set concrete goals to make that vision a reality. More than ever, our world needs dynamic Catholic families. That only happens when parents are intentional about building a Catholic family culture within their home. Take time to build a culture that is stronger and more influential on your children than the culture of the world that surrounds them. To help you run this board meeting, we've created a tool for you. A download at our website, MessyFamilyProject.org. Get the worksheet and then work with your spouse to be more intentional in your family life. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we are back. We're going to get more calls coming in, I'm sure, because I'm getting messages already saying, are the lines open? Okay, so guys, you you are amazing. I love you to pieces, but but I'm not going to be able to answer your messages coming in. Just call in, okay? If you if it's busy, you can call back. Uh, just just really, if you can do that, that would help me out tremendously because there's a lot of moving parts to this show since it's a live call in show. So the number to dial is eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Again, if you get a busy signal, just call back um, and. I'm sure the callers will free up a line as soon as they ask their question, so that would be great. We're speaking with Marilyn in Houston, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio Network. And Marilyn is, um, everybody's calling now. See, Adam? See, I, I, I love the spirit world listeners. They do it, they pretty much do what we, what we ask them to do, which I just love. It's a great family. Um, so, uh, Marilyn is asked the question, and Adam, you had said on break that you you think um, that you want to respond to Marilyn first, and then we'll ask her if she has any any comments on your response. Sure. So, 
Marilyn, good question. Um, I don't know specifically which quote from Therese that you're referencing, but that's okay because uh, the, the theology and the understanding of the church and the teaching of the church on this is, yes, we do choose between God's mercy or justice in the sense that unconfessed mortal sin brings condemnation and justice upon us if we were to die in a state of unconfessed mortal sin. So the mercy that's available to us is limitless. There is no sin that is beyond God's mercy. So if we go to him and we confess, we are choosing his mercy. If we reject repentance and we reject changing ourselves and and having that what we call uh, a conversion or a moving towards God, becoming more and more like God. Uh, if we reject all that, we are choosing his justice. Now, one thing to remember, and, and we've brought this up many times, confession involves a firm commitment to not do whatever it is again and a plan in order to bring that about. So we don't want to just think of confession as rinse and repeat with no effort on our part to do better next time. So that sincere confession is choosing mercy, and if we reject and despair of God's mercy, that is choosing justice. I hope that helps. Marilyn, does that, does that work? Yes, yeah, so what you're saying is there is no end to his mercy as long as we're getting close, as, as we draw ourselves closer and nearer to God and be a reflection of uh, of his uh, love and mercy then to ourselves and others. And I guess that means putting your neighbor before yourself as well, treating your neighbor as you would Christ Jesus. And thank you for saying also confessing the, the sins or mortal sins that would keep us away from his, his love and mercy or at least the the forgiveness and his mercy. Thank you so much. Sure thing, Marilyn. And remember, we want to ask for the grace to do better the next mm -hmm. time. So mm -hmm. it's not only a plan on our part, but we need to say, you know, Lord, I'm struggling with this sin. Please give me the grace to do better. Uh, please help me. Because on our own, we often uh, cannot defeat sin. It, ultimately, it's all, it's all grace. And that's another thing that Therese said that I am sure of right everything right. is grace so so remembering your struggles to ask god for for help because he wants to help you and he is there mm -hmm. for you okay marilyn thank you you as well and have a beautiful and blessed weekend we'll call us again thank you marilyn Okay, so um, Marilyn just freed up a phone line. I'm trying to go as fast as I possibly can, folks. I know I'm getting all the messages saying we want to get in on this show. We love Divine Mercy. We do as well. That's why we're doing the show. 877-757-9424. If you want to jump on that open phone line, it's probably only going to last for about 30 seconds. Um, we are getting um, a, an abundance of messages coming in, uh, Adam. They do want us to go to the North American Martyrs Shrine and to Stockbridge. So everybody's saying, yes, please, let's do a retreat and a, and a pilgrimage. And, and you know, it's so true, Adam. You know, many people, they, they talk about these these pilgrimages that they go on that are international, right, that are, you know, in, in um you know, in Europe or, or some other place. And that's wonderful, but they're, they're very costly, you know, and we're in a, and we're in a situation where it's difficult times for people. We have beautiful sacred sites right here, right here 
in the U.S. And I love that. And so we should, and in Canada, I mean, in Mexico, I mean, there's so many places we could go. So we should, we should do that. So what we're going to put that on the list, folks, just to let you know. Okay. We're going to move to our friend Tim, Timoteo in Finley, Ohio. And Tim has been listening. Um, actually, Tim has been listening to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and the Spirit World. I think from the beginning. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the Spirit World. Happy Easter. Happy Feast of the Resurrection. I hope the Easter Beagle was kind to you. <laughs> Definitely. Happy Easter, Tim. So you, you're on air with uh, Adam Bly, and I know you have a lot of questions uh, to ask him. So so well, you're going to ask just, the prime just, one. Yeah. Just a quick question. Just a quick question. Uh, is it true that the devil calls St. Faustina to destroy the original writings? Was she like this deceived into doing that? I've never heard or read that, no. Okay, because that seems to be some of the, you know, like, you know, like I said, uh, I take things with a grain of salt. But uh, that's what it seems like some people have against it, well, against the devotion. Yeah, we want to remember, though, the, the key thing is that, is that um, you know, the Pope lifted, Pope Paul VI lifted the ban on the Divine Mercy, the issue, which was a translation issue in 1978, and then John Paul II firmly endorsed it. His second encyclical that he ever wrote was on Divine Mercy, and he saw that as a big part of his pontificate. So there is just huge endorsement for Divine Mercy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I understood that. That's what I yeah. understand, but just, I but, can't see where that would have come from. Right. There's always going to be trials. So if somebody is a genuine mystic, there, there's going to be trials. You know, we think of Padre Pio and how he was physically beat up and things like that by the demons. The devil's going to try to resist these things coming into the world. So those people are going to have speed bumps. They're going to have, um, you know, challenges, but that doesn't mean the message is corrupted. That just means the human is experiencing the resistance from the spiritual world, but they're given the grace to overcome that. So, so even if there was a moment, you know, of, of confusion for her in the midst of dealing with all of this, that's okay because the light that shines through that confusion is Jesus. And so in the end, he brought his will about, and that was then formally endorsed by the church. So we, I, I wouldn't focus too much on the speed bumps. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not um, Deb, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but I, I've never heard or read that anywhere. Well, actually, I know I know why Tim is asking it, Tim, because I I have heard that with um, with other saints as well when they were communicating um, um, with Jesus, um, there there was these times where they were, you know, things they they had written or they had produced, and then they and then they either they didn't uh, they weren't satisfied with it or they were told they had to you know not not do anymore or rewrite it or something. So I know I know Tim that I've heard it as well, and I. I'm going to do a little research on that because uh, that's interesting. Did, did you read it somewhere, Tim? I forget where I first heard it, but you mm -hmm. know, it was it was it, you know it, it was something that kind of stuck in my mind. Like really, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and, and also the image itself. I know there was a lot of, you know, issues with the details of the image and everything. So, yeah, I, I have heard that before with, with various saints, actually, Tim. And, and yeah. here's what I think happens. This is just my personal opinion, Tim. And you tell me if you agree. And Adam, please, please let me know if I'm, um, if I'm on track with this. I think what happens sometimes with holy men and women of God when they're on a, on a, on a journey with the Lord, um, they, they try so hard to do everything perfectly. And, and when, especially if they're having communication with, uh, the Blessed Mother or, or Jesus or any other, uh, or Mike, Saint Michael the Archangel, they try really hard to do it well and to do it right. And they, and they feel, they never feel like it's 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 good enough if you if if I can say it that way, meaning uh, that that they produce the best work they could do. So a lot of these um, holy men and women of God that have become saints, um, you'll you'll read in the writings of the lives of the saints that they were really hard on themselves, and and they did a lot of um, you know. Uh, they punished themselves. It wasn't necessarily uh, God himself doing that. They did it to themselves because they were trying to really be the best they could be. So uh, you see this. And, and I think we can learn from that, Tim and Adam. And tell me what you think about this, Adam. I think we can learn from that, that there's, we have to have a healthy balance. We have to do our best, but we also have to rest in that and be at peace and keep the joy and, and really be conscious confident um, that we did do our best and not feel like, oh, this is not, I don't know if this is good enough. Is God pleased with me? So what do you think of that, Adam? And I, I've seen that happen with many saints, and I believe it did happen with St. Faustina, but I'll double check on that. Yeah, Deb, I, I totally feel that. I agree with you. I, I have those same doubts, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not a saint, but I have those same doubts when I write something or, you know, when here we are answering questions on the radio. But we need to remember it's kind of just like homilies for the priests. It's the Holy Spirit that will unpack and inspire the person with what God wants them to get out of that homily. Sometimes I have priest friends, they tell me the most simplistic homily they've ever given. They think it's terrible. You know, it, they were stumbling. It was disjointed. And then somebody comes up and says, that's the best homily I've ever heard in my life. That's it changed right. my life. So mm-hmm. we need to remember that it's not just our work, but it's the Holy Spirit using whatever we're doing. The imperfect human action is taken by the Holy Spirit, and that is what inspires others. So, uh, mm-hmm. again, it comes back to trust, Deb, you know, something we mm-hmm. said in, in earlier segment mm-hmm. today, trusting that Jesus is going to do his will through our efforts, as you know, as feeble as our efforts are. Exactly. What do you think, Tim? I second your motion. Yeah, I agree too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I think I actually read some along that line about that I've been reading about my patron saint. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you know, you, know, mm-hmm. you think you're not you know, being good enough. Right, right, and that and that's a tough position because we sometimes we're we're we are our own worst enemies, right? We we beat ourselves up, and we don't need to do that all the time. Now we should strive for holiness, absolutely. We should get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace, but 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 we need to kind of you know chill a bit, take the temperature down, because then then the good Lord can work through us uh, better, you know, if we just allow it to kind of just play out. So Tim.
Um, thank you so much. You have the best insights, the best questions. Thank you so much for being a, a loyal listener and uh, family member of both Take Two and now the Spirit World. Thanks, Tim. Just one quick request. Yes. Pray, pray for mercy for me because tomorrow I complete 62 years. Tomorrow's wow. my birthday. Birthday. Yeah, and, happy birthday. And it's no coincidence that it falls on divine mercy. Yeah, that's right. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tim. And we'll say a special prayer for you. And uh, wow, you that's amazing. Everybody needs to celebrate Tim Mateo's birthday tomorrow. All right, Tim, thank you so much. We're going to let you. Thank you. We're going to let you go there and have a beautiful and blessed weekend on your birthday weekend. Perfect timing. Taylor Van Est, our producer, our, he is amazing. Our, our producer is right on top of things, Adam. So you hear that music. We're going to hit the pause button. When we come back, we're going to get to uh, Dee Dee and Bonnie and Ray and the others. So thank you so much for embracing this show. Um, we absolutely love you guys and the questions that you ask and the comments that you bring so that we can make this show the best that it can be. Please email us, tsw at grnonline.com, and we'll be right back. The St. John Leadership Network presents Glance at the Gospel with Father Nathan Cromley. In Sunday's Gospel, our Lord stands in the midst of the apostles and says to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And of course, we know that today the church recognizes Divine Mercy Sunday, a day when the floodgates of heaven's mercy are thrown open so that all those who are in sin might have great confidence in the call that God has for them in Jesus Christ. This peace that Jesus gives is quite a question for each one of us. What does this mean to have peace in our souls? And is peace really possible? Well, obviously, if you live according to a worldly perspective without faith, I don't think inner peace is really possible. Troubled by the potential loss of what we have, troubled by the questions of death itself, we don't really have the ultimate answers that can give our lives a foundation. But in Jesus Christ, we do. Jesus Christ promises us that we can always start again, thanks to his mercy, if we ask for it. He promises us that the anxieties of this life are not final. That in fact, our greatness isn't determined by worldly success, but by the love that God has for us. And even the ultimate question of death is overcome by the eternal life that we find in Christ. This is why Jesus can offer us peace and why we can receive peace in Jesus Christ by knowing him from the inside, surrendering our hearts to him, offering him honest worship. We can have the relationship with him that guarantees true hope. For more information, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org.
The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, uh, we're going to get to your calls in just a moment because we're getting uh, flooded with messages coming in about uh, Timoteo's call. Um, because I, I had heard that as as well, Adam. And there's a, a, a our listeners are sending us a bunch of information about how uh, Saint Faustina had actually um, at one time burned the the diary. Okay, do you want to comment on that and and uh, she, uh, something about she was told by an angel to do that, but then it was it it wasn't correct or something, you know, do you have any comment about that? Cause we're getting flooded with messages on that, that apparently there was a, a hiccup with the, uh, pr- uh, you know, the diary being produced. Yeah, Deb, I, I don't think it's, it's probably useful to spend a whole lot of time on that. As I said, there are going to be attempts by the enemy to deceive people that are, that are bringing messages like this into the world. Um, it, it is, yeah, it is possible because we know, you know, Paul warns us the devil can come as an angel of light. So, so mm-hmm. it is possible to be deceived. Um, and, and he would, of course, want those destroyed. But again, that doesn't take away the validity of the final message, which was endorsed by the church and, and promulgated around the world. So I, I wouldn't focus too much on that. There's, there's really, you know, again, Jesus's will in the end is done. And so right. the message was recorded the way he wanted, wanted it recorded. And it's for us to move forward with the fruits of that message and those devotions that we talked about. Getting hung up on, a, on the hiccup in the process isn't really healthy. Exactly. But if, if you're interested in the whole story, um, you, apparently you can read it at thedivinemercy.org. They have the whole story there of, of what happened. Um, but that's why there's, but I think where, where I think Tim heard that and where we're all picking up on that is because we actually use the diary and yet at the beginning there is, it kind of jumps around a little bit. And so that's why, um, there's that, there's that issue there. So, but you know, it goes back to these holy men and women of God, these saints, you know, they, they have the, the struggles as well, you know, with everything coming at them even more so, right, Adam? Because the demons do not want them to attain holiness. So, so yeah, things will happen in life. Okay, let's get back to the phones. Uh, uh, Didi has been waiting so patiently in San Antonio, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Didi. Welcome to the Spirit World. Thank you for taking my call. This is very hard for me. Um, I have a grandchild uh, being raised by a single mom, and father's not in the picture at all. But he was a very, very evil, evil, evil man. And the one thing I want to know is my grandchild is so helpful, so loving, goes to a Catholic school. I mean, she thinks of everybody. And what I don't understand, uh, what I want to know, is it possible that she could be cursed for her father's evil doings because the more good she does the more loving she does is um like she had to make sure to go to the easter vigil mass for to to be there to support four classmates that were going to be baptized those are the kind of things that she does that she thinks of those things and the more things she does um the next week she's going to be humiliated isolated being treated ugly by 
teachers and yep. things like that. Right. Yep. Right. Dee Dee, I, I, I want to. I don't mean to cut you off there, but because we have so many people waiting, I think I have the gist of it. Um, so yeah, that's a good question. We want to. Um, Remember basically that our free will choices are what is important between us and God. I have seen cases where somebody was quite literally cursed in the sense of black magic or Satanism when they were very little. And even then, the person ended up being a devout, loving Christian, Catholic Christian. And yes, there was some signs of that later in their life that was dealt with through deliverance prayer, but it didn't hamper their life or impede them. What they needed to do later in life was to forgive the parent that had brought that harm, that spiritual harm to themselves. So there was an opportunity to grow in forgiveness there for the person, but there was no like curse where the person's life is destroyed or uh, things like that. Jesus loves us and he allows us to make our own choices in spite of our parents. Yes, there can be times when evil actions of parents do impact us, but our choice is more important to God. And so there's opportunities for forgiveness there and praying for them or praying for their souls. But don't get too hung up on the negativity. See the beauty of what your grandchild is doing now is the important thing. Okay, Dee Dee, would that, does that work? Yes, yes. Um, okay. okay, forgiveness, definitely. Okay. Okay. I, I just couldn't understand how these bad things keep happening to my poor grandbaby, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's what it is. But, okay, thank you. Thank you so Th much. Thank you, Dee Dee. Have a beautiful weekend, okay? We'll talk to you again. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to move to Bonnie. Bonnie's been waiting so patiently in Buffalo, New York, on the Station of the Cross. Hello, Bonnie. Hi. Hi. I just What's read your question? Uh, the diary of Steve Faustina, and I know she was tempted by the devil. And I can't remember what she did. Did she ignore him, or did she say a prayer? And what can I do if I feel I'm being tempted? Okay. Well, um, Bonnie, we're all tempted, so we want to remember that. We're, we're all tempted by the devil. And, you know, the number one thing, of course, the Bible tells us to resist him. So when that temptation comes, the first thing to do, and I would say this also from a psych perspective, the faster you act, the better with temptation. If you entertain the temptation, roll it over in your mind, think about it, it gets stronger. So the first thing to do is to immediately respond to that thought that enters your mind with a quick prayer of some type. And that's personal to you, whatever your personal de devotion is, uh, your spirituality. Respond with that prayer and ask Jesus for the grace to deal with that temptation. But don't let the temptation become the center of your attention. Switch it to the prayer. Okay, we're gonna have to let Bonnie, you're gonna have to, we're gonna have to let you go on that because you hear the music. Thank you so much for calling. Ray, we're not gonna get to you today and the others. Please email us at TSW at GRN you can also grow the Facebook family and catch the uh, previous episodes of The Spirit World on Facebook at The Spirit World Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. I remember as a young boy grabbing my favorite toy and waiting at the front window two hours early for family to arrive. I knew exactly when they'd arrive, but I had a little bit of hope that they might arrive early. I remember sitting there imagining all the things we would do, all the fun that we would have. So I'm a little surprised today on Easter. There's nobody waiting at the tomb of Jesus. How many times did he tell him that he would die and on the third day he would rise from the dead? How many times did he see him perform that miracle with Lazarus, with Jairus' daughter, that he rose and brought someone up from the dead? And yet today on Easter Sunday, they lack that faith to believe that he truly can do this. But we see hope as well as Mary Magdalene runs to get Peter and John. And we see them running back to the tomb. We see that bit of faith beginning to grow in their hearts that truly Jesus can do the impossible. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Join the Catholic pro-life community once a month for Veritas Vitae, Truth of Life. Pro-life discussions as we dive into Catholic teachings and other pro-life books and topics. The event is open to all who are interested in furthering their understanding of the culture of life. The next event takes place on Monday, April 17th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in the Parish Hall of St. Basil the Great Byzantine Catholic Church in Irving, Texas. Contact Speakers Bureau Director Jacqueline Smith at jsmith at prolifedallas.org for more information. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. On Friday, April 21st, join Heroic Media for the National Prayer Luncheon for Life Hour of Power Prayer and Celebration event at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Tate Ballroom. Six outstanding finalist organizations nominated for the Pro-Life Impact Award for winning the war to protect pre-born human lives from abortion will be honored. Guest speakers include Dallas Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly and Pro-Life Warriors Aurora Tina Harrow and Karen Garnett. To purchase tickets, visit nationalprayerluncheonforlife.org. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. 
This is Bill Kula with the Catholic Brothers for Christ inviting men 16 and older to the 12th Annual North Texas Catholic Men's Conference. Join me and our dream team of speakers on Saturday, April 22nd at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Frisco. We'll pray and learn ways to deepen our faith. God bless you and trust in the Lord to invite friends and to attend. Visit CatholicBrothersForChrist.com for details and to register. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.